Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast this month, sponsored by our friends Manscaped. Woo. Manscaped. You excited? You feel fresh? Yeah. I feel very fresh. I I, uh, I actually, we got um, we got freebies. They sent us the kits. We got some kits. Yeah, I didn't know that I needed to be more aerodynamic uh, while podcasting, but I certainly am. I My theory is they looked at our show and they're like, look at the amount of hair on these guys. Just forecasted out what the rest of the pod could look <laughs> yes. like. I definitely think there was a like, <laughs> oh, we see the video, which is great because that means someone's watching our YouTube. Thanks, Manscaped, clearly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they looked at it and were like, well, I can just sort of like figure it out from the top down. So uh, yikes. Joke. Joke's on you. I look like uh, Pumpkinhead as he starts transitioning to Lance Hendrickson at the end of that time. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I like Manscaped. The trimmers are fantastic. So I've been using that. I'm going with the Jason Statham look. Ooh, nice. So it looks it looks like my junk is about ready to fight a prehistoric shark. Very cool. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to lie. That's not the only thing I've been having to fight. Ladies, all of them. Get back. No, this isn't for you. <laughs> I don't know because I'm still wearing pants, but they must sense it from a distance i uh yeah i don't think i've ever done i've done some manscaping i suppose but never specifically yeah. like i don't know it worked really well i've i have like my other clippers that i use and actually i realized after using this that they're incredibly dull i use like they sent us the <laughs> uh, they sent us what's called they call it the lawnmower 3.0 that's the kit we got which is it actually it works very well but yeah i, I i'm yes. not going for jason statham as much as i am like hmm Maybe like Kurt Russell in Miracle. That's where I'm going to go. Like not gross. Yeah, that's the best I can do because I think I'm going to go with Kurt <laughs> Russell, but it's he's just wrinkly enough. You know what I mean? So you can at see, least, it, but it's not there. at least do Kurt Russell in Big Trouble Little China. That's the look you're trying I don't to cultivate. Think, I don't think yeah. I don't think my stuff's that that masculine, to be honest with you. It's definitely it's that haphazard that. and sad, but certainly not that masculine. See, what you're saying is exactly why Manscaped is here to help us, right? Because I think most guys, we don't we don't take the self-care as seriously as we are, but you're taking care of yourself. It's true. You're taking self-care. care of your spouse, who definitely doesn't want Kurt Russell from The Thing no. when it's time to wrestle. Definitely No not. one wants that, right? So I think it's something we forsake. I used to be one of those guys. I had a beard trimmer, but like you said, a little rough, aggressive. You get, you get it caught once. You get a little blood trickle. It becomes horrifying. I've also been a guy who's been known to steal my wife's leg razors. Yep. Also causes problems and tremendously horrifying. The lawnmower, though, you get in there nice. It's got a nice amount of power, but it's a smooth drag. So, again, you get that Jason Statham. You're fighting the sharks of the world, man. You're not alone anymore. Now I'm Rain Wilson, and the little guy is Jason Statham. And we're ready to take on any prehistoric crimes that might arise. These guys spent, like... I don't know if you know this. They spent like 18 months developing these like ball trimmers. So like they put in like a lot of work <laughs> to make these things like aerodynamic, smooth. They're waterproof, which is really cool. And I don't know if you noticed this, but like like my bathroom is not particularly well lit. There's also this little LED light on the end so I can like totally see if I'm about to like nick my wang off, which is great because nobody wants that. I actually only do uh, candle lighting via Barry Lyndon when I'm shaving myself. So right, so Griffey does his. It's been by nice. way of Griffey does the Edgar Allan Poe trim. I'm a little more with the technology, you know. <laughs> the Ravens, another good style to go for. But yeah, yeah. guys, they are they are great trimmers. It's great. And since they are sponsors of the show, we can help you guys yes. get your own manscaping setup. Alex, tell them the deal. It's very reasonably priced. Uh, so if you go to manscape.com. You uh, put in the code FILM at checkout. You get 20% off plus free shipping. I actually tested it out to see what the code would do. If you get the trimmers and um, an item they have on there called ball deodorant, which, you know, if that's your thing, great. Uh, it comes out to 32 bucks. That's very reasonable. And actually, around, these around this time when Christmas is coming up, and especially because we're all stuck in quarantine, not a terrible present for someone who might need a trim here or there. Yeah, help us out. Help yourself out. Indeed. Then we can all come out of quarantine, maybe out of Christmas, early next year, looking like Stallone as he's unthawed and demolition man would be the ideal oh, setup. Oh, God, please. That's what manscaping 
can give you, and that's what Manscape is help Manscaped yes. is helping us give to you guys. So the code is film. The code is film for twenty percent off and free shipping. Correct? Indeed. Get yourself a lawnmower. Become the lawnmower man of your own fi- your own self. Right? Not Indeed. all problems are digital. Even the lawnmower man, if right. you're gonna fit in that tight uh, that tight gyro ball suit, he would have had to take care of himself. So. Guys, as a movie fan, you can just watch all the movies I just mentioned while trimming yourself. Keep it tight. Keep it right. You're welcome. Get Manscaped, guys. Get Manscaped with the code FILM. On to the show. Woo. Friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined by a man who was so good at the hunk of chunka, the government decided to put him on ice for the safety of all of us. <laughs> I can't even, I can't, Alex Dandino, I can't even say my name, that was... You told me before the show you were going to get me. That was good. That was good. Got your ass. All right, guys. Some brief business before we all get hunk of Uh, Guys, thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'd like to ask for a little help. If you would be so kind, please take a second right now. Leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show, especially if that happens to be Apple Podcast app. That helps us out enormously. Uh, we thank you in advance. Make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Film Alchemist Now, formerly Nerd Alchemist, now Film Alchemist, so you can find other projects we're working on, uh, short-form video stuff over there, and you can watch this podcast if you're so interested. Please follow us on all the socials you're on. We're there. We love to talk with you guys, communicate. Uh, It's a great way for you guys to tell us what movies you want to hear on the show. That's ultimately what we'd like to do. If you want to hear about it, we'd love to talk about it. In that vein, you can also email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, guys, this month we're bringing the beef. Next month, we stuff your stocking. That is all listener selection month. Uh, The list is filling up. Once the list is up, we haven't decided if we're going to pick personal favorites or do a poll and let you guys decide at least eight episodes that we will cover. Not 31, but as many as we can get to. So... (laughs) filmalchemistpod at gmail.com or any of our socials reach out get your movie on uh the list for selections indeed also for all you friends out there we are sponsored this month by manscaped should your zardoz need a trimming please friends help us out go to manscaped.com if you use the code film you get 20 percent off and free shipping with again using the code film at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping using the code film always use the right tools for the job keep your zardoz clean manscaped yeah you don't want your little demolition man running around like a hairy jamook like yeah, us. You exactly. gotta you gotta be trim when you're coming out of the eyes. You All wanna right. you wanna be you wanna be a Stallone. You don't wanna be an Edgar friendly. That's an important That's distinction. True. Yeah. We look a lot yeah, trust me. Trust me. Get it get it cleaned up, guys. For when the three D rendering of your ice sale sale. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh this month the pod brings the beef. I feel like this is officially the beefiest movie we'll be doing this month. Uh, maybe Commando. Commando. But anywho, this uh, movie, as we said, Demolition Man, Stallone, Snipes, Bullock. Um, Man, this movie takes me back to a, a simpler day. Uh, this was the kind of movie that just always lit up all the happy places in my brain, all the various cortexes and this and that. Pure pleasure. I didn't even need a helmet, man. This movie just gave me those kind of <laughs> sensual pleasures. Sans helmet. Um, I just, I, it's hard to really put into words how much I love this movie. That's what we'll be spending the next hour doing. Alex, hit me with your opening thoughts. I mean, this is one of my favorite movies. This is actually, I'm not sure I ever told you this. This is one of the top five reasons I fully agreed to doing this pod after like (laughs) you and I talked like 
must have been six months trying to like you try to convince me to do a movie show and i was like i don't know if we should be doing this like we're two jackasses this is a terrible idea but in the back of my head i'm like but how badly do you want to talk about how much you love demolition man and how much you want to spend time in the future that is san angeles that's the thing that it was yeah. so great so yeah this, heaven help us a future where jackasses don't start podcasts what would we all be listening what would we all be to? listening to I mean, well actually <laughs> we find out very quickly in this movie what we'd all be listening to and whew, the future might be bright but is also slightly grim is it the okay so or i'm gonna start it? here one of the <laughs> things i love about this movie is i think this movie is a spectacular exercise in world building totally which you absolutely would not expect from this movie no. so we start in 96 this hellfire of 1996 <laughs> the hollywood sign itself burns guns helicopter like imagine this so the police kind of in an unsanctioned raid just roll to an apartment building people just fucking spraying bullets from everywhere guy just fucking jumps out and starts murdering everyone right? but this there's is one police officer <laughs> Yeah, this was the uh, the Bill Clinton crime bill era where they just everyone thought every big city was, you know, one trial away from yeah. this L.A. Right? Just smoldering like <laughs> th like it. It's so good. Like you just get thrown <laughs> into this future. Like it's not. Well, at that point, it was the future. But like you get thrown into this 1996 where like <laughs> nowhere in the world, nowhere in the United States did things look like that. And certainly the Hollywood sign wasn't on fire, but like immediately like, Oh boy, LA's in trouble. My God. The, yeah. o the OJ riots have been going on for years now. Like who knows, you know, right. like, it's just been, it's nuts. <laughs> and so, but this is my theory, right? This movie and Zardoz both have this really weird undertone of here is what is essentially a utopia, right? You could argue a little bit that to get to utopia, this is why everyone's like, you fucking liberal, especially this, you liberals, right? <laughs> yes. But bear with me. Bear with me, my red-hatted friends, right? Um, there's a bit of these movies, right, where they show us utopias that actually look pretty okay, right? Right. The weird one is that they both, both of these movies contend that sex will be outlawed. So that's a hard swallow for us modern. Yeah. Us modern folks don't understand how dangerous sex might actually be. <laughs> yeah, right? Um. So this is the thing, though. They present these utopias and say, let's let loose a wild fucking toxic masculine man from the 70s or 80s. And somehow that is supposed to help us, right? In Zardoz, it's a little right. more art house and has some social stratification uh, kind of tone to it. This is literally Stallone saying... If everyone is not like Stallone, the pussies have won and America will be ruined. And wow. my, my argument is... You're not right, wrong, man. Is that I think that that town is better, indisputably, than the world that we came from, right? Yes, Stallone was framed, which we'll get to, but that world is better. That world is absolutely better. And let me, let me, let me give you one solid piece of evidence, right? I believe it was a uh, Dennis Leary is Edgar friendly, right? Yes. So we see there's an underground society of people that don't want to buy into the system. Right. That's fine. This is what we always say. Like, just give them Florida. <laughs> Let right. them go. Those right? people can be in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So like if people don't want to buy and they don't want to buy it. So what is he? I believe his exact saying was, I want to run through the streets, butt naked, smoking a cigar. Something about his ass being smeared. Yeah. Uh, you know, he wants to get buttered up, this and that. And I was like, Dennis Leary is supposed to be our rebel hero. Right. <laughs> it's like, I feel like most people watching that movie, right, were not like, yeah! <laughs> I felt like that was an exact... That might be a bigger swing and miss than Benedict Cumberbatch going, I'm con! Where it just absolutely did not garner the reaction you wanted. Right. Do you want to live in the Los Angeles that we see at the start of this movie, right? With the uh, the police state and the three shells and the Taco Bells. Or do you want to live in the hellscape Los Angeles or the Dennis Leary running around your street butt naked covered in whatever smoking cigars? I think this utopia is worth yeah, it. Yeah, I think this is the first time in a movie, <laughs> like, again... <laughs> 
it's like not in at that in that era like if you think about it in the context of 1996 this is the first time a movie came out everything blew up everything everyone got everything anyone ever wanted from a stallone snipes movie happened and you walked out of the theater and you probably were like that was an awesome movie but i i, I think i'd live in that san like that san angeles seems lovely like listen here's right. the thing the cars <laughs> drive themselves taco bell's the nicest restaurant in town Taco Bell winning the food wars. That <laughs> That's what I've been that's why I've been giving them so much of my hard earned stretch. You know how when you go to church you have to tithe? I've essentially been doing that to the church of the bell for a while. Absolutely. Long time. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I've been giving ten percent of my income you to Hand them off since the collection plate. Absolutely. So of course yeah. they win the franchise wars. Like that is like in a world where Taco Bell is the nicest place you can go and the other side, by the way. Taco Bell's the nicest place you can go. The only other option technically being Edgar Friendly's like fried street rats. Taco They're Bell. Rat burgers. I'm down. Also, I'm not above a beer and a rat burger, no, right? Not like, at that's all. fine too. What I'm saying is is that this movie's so fun. It reminded me of what's that quote, right? It's not eventually it's time to put away childish things. <laughs> and that's all I thought when I watched this movie is my dad was a, a not good father, right? He was not present. He didn't care. But the one thing he could tolerate doing with us when he picked us up every other week and before he would go get drunk, right, is he would let us watch movies with him. And so we watched a fuckload of movies we should not have been watching. Very irresponsible in his viewing choice. But it was all horror movies and these 80s action guys. And you would just watch him be like, yeah. Like, he would watch that. And somehow his fucking lardy fucking fat ass would just be like that's a real man Woo! and <laughs> and that's there is a part of us i'm not gonna lie me as a boy i always thought that is what men are right <laughs> and when you watch it this time i feel like that's what the movie's trying to tell us is that if only the world had more stallones and i was like i think you guys are missing the point him being called the demolition man is not cool not a like, good that's thing not that's not a guy like we have a, a neighborhood here, right? An HOA. We wouldn't call the demolition man to fix anything. Yeah. Right? Like, he's a bad guy. He's a bad man. Right. And I personally was pro Ice Cube. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, <laughs> well, first off, this is my my huge, like, issue with the movie, like, at the top. Like, at the very top, like, we get this, <laughs> yeah, this unseemly Los Angeles, explosions, explosions, bullets being sprayed everywhere. And then... John Spartan is John Spartan is framed by Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes, who is a known murderer, psychopath killer. And he's like, oh, he did it. John Spartan did it. He said he'd kill them all. Oh, my God. And everyone's like, well, that guy clearly is speaking sense. We have to get this guy on ice. Like, that is the beginning of this movie. And you're like, and here's the thing. I'm on board for it because if that's the logic train that I'm going to follow in this movie. Wait. Hell Yes. Wait, wait, wait. What you're Hell missing, yes. though, is that that is a logic bullet train. That That's makes saying, perfect yes. sense. Because this is what I'm saying. Imagine a world where this is the Los Angeles. Imagine what we know about cops who like to murder people and break things, right? There's usually right. a pretty good code of brotherhood and, like, yeah, hey, yeah. you know, it, it's hard. Like, we defend our own. So this is the world we live in. We see John Spartan just jump out of a helicopter. He doesn't Miranda or due process anyone. No, just starts fucking just murdering starts and fighting murdering people. Puts everyone in that bus in danger, in theory, until we learn they're dead. But that's neither here nor there. In right. his mind, they're still alive. He is not doing any proactive policing that will help get them back, right? No, no. no. And then... <laughs> There's no detective so, work in John Spartans. Right. But then imagine this. So then he goes outside, and they're like, we specifically told you not to do this. Also, you have done this so many fucking times. I've yeah. been such a piece of shit that we believe... Simon Phoenix. Yeah. That's how bad the demolition man is. That's yeah. the that's the moniker that that gets you. Like yeah. you're such a piece of shit. The murderer is more convincing of the truth than you are. Because well, we know they're like, yes, he's an impish joker like Rapscallion. Right. But they're like but you're not called the gets everyone home safely man. <laughs> you know like it, immediately you know you're like if even the cops are going to roll over on you, right? extrapolate this out that one apartment building right right that's the los angeles we live in even in that town they're fucking macho hero the demolition man they're like god we really just this guy's too much right. this guy is too much we gotta figure this and out it, 
And it's funny because it does seem like one of those, you're like, how could they believe Simon Phoenix? You're like, it's not that. They just yeah. absolutely know that Stallone is a horrible man. <laughs> I think that's the best part about this movie is like the lack of gumption on John Spartan's part is what sinks him. It's not the fact that Simon Phoenix like dimes him out for doing the same yeah. fucking thing he's done every time to earn the moniker Demolition Man. It's mm -hmm. that everybody knows that this was how it was going to end. So if he did the thing, he was probably yeah. going to get busted for it anyways. Why were you told not to do it? Because yeah. this... This how you do it. This, this is how, how you, do you it. get it done. And you know, it's and Sylvester Stallone, so he has a, I did my way. Yeah, there's a pretty cool thing they add, too, when the uh, the old the old desk jockey cop, right, who was there as Phoenix, or as John Spartan was like this legendary old headcracker. Yeah. And he's like, well, you need a man from a simpler time. Back when police were police, you know? Right. He's doing like the, he's like the time traveler guy. He's like, I remember seeing him. He is, I don't know. And when he comes out, it's funny because he was just like a little young helicopter pilot, like rookie, right? Right. And he sees Stallone jump. He sees Spartan jump out of the helicopter. He's like, this bad motherfucker. Right. And that's a really cool thing, this movie. Again, they do a really good job. They are always adding little layers to this, right? Because the guy who watches him jump out of the helicopter is like, that guy's cool. Yeah. What he doesn't see is all the people he murders without due process <laughs> and potentially all the witnesses or innocent bus uh, passengers he gets killed. That's a, one of those really cool things that because you have to start asking yourself in the movie, like, how did none of this make it into the file? Right. Like, there was literally no other option except for let's bring back the worst cop in the history of cops. Right. It's like right? they looked at it like, hmm, heavily decorated. Well, that's all I need to see. <laughs> Like, yeah, the only thing he's decorated with is the tears of all the widows he's left behind <laughs> and insurance agents, right? Steve right. from State Farm just like shudders when he thinks of John Spartan. I have to, okay, I have to, okay, so I have to do the, it's the line that happens after he blows up the entire fucking building because this is yeah. like, in a nutshell, the exactitude with which his police work has gotten him to turn into a <laughs> naked ice cube, which is. The captain goes, damn it, Spartan, I'm sick and tired of this demolition man shit. You're not supposed to come down here. You're not supposed to single-handedly apprehend Simon Phoenix on your own. You're not supposed to blow anything up. And John Spartan's response, it's quoted in the, in the dialogue, it wasn't me this time. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he did a what had happened was. No. I'm well, my dog ate my homework, you see, and, you know, that's but how I ended up so here. weird. It's one of those things that I didn't pick up on as a young man is that John Spartan is absolutely the atlas shrug style villain of this movie he is absolutely a bad bad yes. man he is not to be applauded he He's is not to be given robes and free person. taco bell this guy yeah. sucks this whole like the the whole like tit for tit thing of bringing him back because simon phoenix comes back in the movie is probably one of my all-time favorite like this is a time of technology why don't we just I don't know. Fry the guy. It's so much easier. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, no one in the like, there's an old cop who used to fly a helicopter. Just put him in a helicopter and let him mow the guy down. It takes 10 seconds. There's one thing. Simon. Well, there's Phoenix also can't a weird. Run. This this has the uh, the Indiana Jones thing. We were like, would this movie have ended better if John Spartan was not in it? Because worst case scenario, right? Edgar Friendly gets shot. You can assume that some other man who wants to run through the streets butt naked, uh, getting cancer, will take his place, right? So right. does Wesley Snipes become just like a mower downer of the downtrodden? Or does he do his one mission and just get sent back? And it's like, so you lose one Dennis Leary, which, let's not be coy, not a huge loss, right? There's probably a better leader, a little more stable leader in there. Right. Uh, instead, what you get is museum destruction, murders everywhere. People are going to start swapping spit again. Benjamin Bratt just gets Lord of the Flies. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. It's 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 strange, right? Because that's the Indiana Jones joke is that Indiana Jones, the first one, right? Raiders of the Lost Ark would end the exact same way if Indiana Jones was not in that movie. Right. The Nazis would find the Ark, take it to that island, and kill themselves. Yes. No matter what. Even without Indiana Jones there, right? I feel like in this movie, Simon Phoenix would just get killed and society would be better. So actually, it's better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I think it'd be a net positive. John Spartan is the Ark of the Covenant for this Los Angeles, right? <laughs> yes, Once they open absolutely. the box, he will burn down everything good and all the work. 
Within 10 years, L.A. is going to be back to being on fire and just random men jumping out of helicopters murdering right. people. By the way, like, once we get to the future and Simon Phoenix frees himself and they unthaw John Spartan, the worst thing that happens while Simon Phoenix is out is he, see, he kills, like, three people. He and kills I'm, a bunch of people they hint at throughout the movie. Right. But, like, at the very top of the movie, after he's, like, trying to get money and when he gets, like, hypnotized by the ATM into killing Edgar Friendly, the worst thing that happens really is he, like, blows up an electric car. So, in, 2000, in 2020 <laughs> terms, it's literally, like, if a guy blew up a Tesla. Like, eh, okay, well, when does that not happen on the 405? They, they had money to buy the Tesla. They're insured. Yeah. It's fine. When does that not happen on the 405 <laughs> on the reg? Okay. Just because yeah, some it, jackass is driving way yeah. too fast. Just because Harrison Ford wants to fly his own plane. <laughs> as soon as John Spartan shows up, the next fucking thing that happens is the Museum of Los Angeles blows up because he has no idea what to do with all they're doing is going around looking for guns. Yeah. Like, also, John Spartan definitely gets poor, hungry people arrested who are trying to steal 100%. beans. 100%. He definitely fucks them up. Then he goes to the underground tunnels, drawing Simon Phoenix to him and getting more of them murdered. Right. Uh, just breaks everything when he starts driving that car. This is this is what I'm saying, though. Right? This is that Ayn Rand, like, slippery slope bullshit that dudes like to always tell me, like, that's how it starts, man. First, we can't fuck. Now we got to fucking helmets. And, of course, it's always guys that it's, like, probably not a lot of people, like, queuing up to wrestle you as is right the helmet might be a good for you but they won't accept that that's control man that's not my freedom you know that kind of guy right right but it's always this first i can't say curse words then i can't fuck next thing you know i can't have a shootout in my car in the 405 yeah. it's like whoa whoa that is a huge huge leap i feel like there's a nice yeah. middle ground there's that gradual things like movie. oh no you can't put a cheeseburger on the end of your boner well what are you gonna do now like i guess they'll just have to like go to the nice taco bell and relax. Yeah, well, this is the this is the strange thing about People the movie. If this movie has an enormous flaw. For a movie that really does an excellent job world building. Yes. Right? The thing about this movie that is... I don't know if it's dumb or maybe it works in the movie, right? I'll run this by you. So, again, this feels like maybe the Ark of the Coven is Simon Phoenix. Like, don't... Why not... Here's the thing. Why not take just like a bag of that Taco Bell and just dump it right into the sewer? right because every time edgar friendly and his friends graffiti a wall there's a machine there to just erase it right what is the actual harm they're doing in this utopia well, right is it just this is the question right remember that story from when we were kids the princess and the pea i think it was mm -hmm. that no matter how many mattresses she has she knows there's a pea under the hundred mattresses so that's an she imperfection that's uncomfortable and she can't bear it whatever yeah is that what they're trying to say? Is that it's just not perfect, so it's worth sacrificing? I think that's it all. exactly what it is. He lets Simon Phoenix out, and he has his protection plan, right? How on earth would you look at Jesse the Body Ventura in this movie and go, that guy we don't need the cheat code on? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, so, and so that's why I was like, is this just hubris and arrogance of a man who has forgotten what the savage world was like? Yes. Or is this kind of a fuck up of the film? No, this is like, that's the point of the movie, though, is like the utopia that everyone lives in is not a true utopia. It's a utopia of suppressing the uglier things in our lives rather than bringing us all in and cultivating us all into this much greater uh, kimono wearing uh, weird hair having Taco Bell eating society. <laughs> some of us are assimilated into that and the rest of us go when you and the rest of us run around. That what my manscape self got rock hard <laughs> just kimono wearing taco bell eating utopia I, like, oh, oh, I can't take it <laughs> i became that archer meme stop stop i can only get so erect <laughs> but that's i mean but that's what it is is like if we really like the movie is trying its best because look i love this movie it is fun movie but it's also kind of dumb and it's a little big that is what it is but like the movie okay. is saying that this utopia comes at a cost and the cost is not everyone can be involved in it. There's people who don't want to be involved in it. Those people can't be assimilated that's into this. Weird... So therefore they have to be hidden. It can't this be This is the thing. This. That's that's a strange option the movie chooses though, I agree. right? Cuz those people willingly opt out. 
They would rather say curse words and butter their bodies and get lung cancer than live in a kimono sex helmet Taco Bell above ground utopia. That is insane. Because here's the thing. I think most movies of this ilk, right? The people underground are put there or chased there. They're somehow prisoners. Right. And Stallone's John Spartan, right? Mm -hmm. We then overlook his horrible toxic qualities because now he's a liberator, right? right? That is not at all what happens in this film. If we're being honest, those people are not sending their... Their police force are not even Keystone cops, right? They're like Ikea cops. They are just there for decoration. They're not... They're not going into the sewers and fucking cracking no. heads. I mean, one of the best one of the best scenes in the movie is honestly the first approach they make to Simon Phoenix while he's at the ATM and literally <laughs> asking Siri I for instructions that, on how to approach a yeah. how to approach a suspect. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> Siri? No, but okay, what do I do so now? This is what I'm saying though, right? So that's a weird decision. This is why I love this movie. This movie really does build an interesting world. Because yes. again, I think most movies like if this was a van damme vehicle let's say right they probably just forsake all of that right totally no like just make sure we have the mullet cream and the pants that don't split when we do splits right (laughs) and it's like as long as we have a lot of kicking like that's good but this one takes that little extra beat yes the fact that these people underground are not prisoners they are choosing this life right now is that necessarily fair i don't know but then you got to ask these bros that are like freedom first okay that's their freedom they chose that they chose that. They chose not to be a part of this society. Okay, they got their wish. Right. But they want their freedom, and they want to take ours away to live in the utopia. That's a weird angle. This movie doesn't play it as this, because that's a, the the main bad guy, the doctor who created this, like, mind techniques and all this bullshit, right? Right. He is played as a very villainous, you know, ha-ha, I'm a mastermind. I'm behind it all. Right. Everyone else, everywhere else in the movie, it's pretty flimsy as to who is right and who is wrong. Right. Because if you ask me again, I am definitely choosing to live next door to Sandra Bullock. I, I want too. that world. I right. think Especially that after like the... what we've just been through in this country. You're telling me that a vast portion of us wouldn't want to live in demolition. It's man super future? funny that you spring that up because immediately the, like this weekend has been just. We had like 24 hours of good news, and then it was just like gone right back into the muck and mire of this shit. Yeah. And while we were, I was prepping the, for this episode, I thought to myself, like, I would trade anything right now to have <laughs> to like li- to be able to live in the utopia of San Angeles, where all I had to do was like not swear and you know that'd use, be hard for me. I'm not gonna yeah, lie, but I give three- it up. I'd give it up, but, like, if all I had to do was not swear, use three seashells to take a shit, and, like, wear a kimono, I think I can make that happen right now. I'm not going to bother with it. I think that's the thing. I got a bidet, dude. I already have a one seashell. I want to know what those other two do. Probably heat and powder, man. We are are primed for this universe right now, and that was the crazy thing watching this movie is I'm like, we not – it's not a matter of, like, we deserve this. It's like, we are owed this utopia right now. Like well, right, but I think I think what is happening now in America, though, is that there's about 75 million of us that want the seashells, the Taco Bell, and the fuck helmets. Yes. And there's 75 more that want to live in sewers and butter each other up and eat rats. Yeah, just like... R- and I, we're at a bit of a crossroads. I think the line is he wants to run around in green jello and smoke a cigar the size of Cincinnati. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Do Most that, people- but in the sewers... Where people who behave like that should live. Right. That's fine. Florida, like you said. Like, that's fine. Also, I'm like, there's still a Nevada. Like, there's a whole vast desert out there. Yeah, that's fine. Go for it, man. Run through the desert. Live like wherever that. you want. But but this is, that's the weird thing, though, right? Is how many of us have been so battered by what's happening in the real life? You're like, shut me down, dude. Like, yeah. that's the weird, because this, this utopia, if they do put a finger on the scale to say one is worse than the other. They do say that it's very cult-like, right? That these yes. people just accept nonsense there are moments when the reality cracks a little bit, right? Sure. I do think the movie under undercuts its argument constantly and tells I, us that John Spartan and the sewer people are really villainous, right? Yeah. But there are moments that so that but that's what I'm like. It's weird because I've been watching all those shows on Nexium too. <laughs> and I told Amy, I was like, I'd like to I could have been either a cult leader or a cultist 
like soup because she's like how do people fall for this and i'm like i listened to the fucking pitch and i was like i do want to better myself i would like to live more yeah. meaningfully oh friendship oh volleyball at 1 a.m with the fucking pint size four okay I'm yeah in. it's not out of the question it's just when you get in you're like well this seems yeah. creepier than i expected but like ultimately yeah. <laughs> There's a happy medium. It's not just yeah. one. Like, I think that's the that's the thing the movie is trying to say a lot of the time, which is there is a happy in between, which is like we don't have to be like all the way up our own ass and like kimono wearing weirdos. But we right. also don't have to be like uh, dirt grub people who <laughs> eat rats and live under the sewers because we don't we like to curse like. I feel like the movie the wants to say that, but never, never does ever. It constantly is showing us it wants that to these say two it. cannot coexist. There's yes. four or five times where it almost says it. And like Lenina Huxley, who's Sandra Bullock's character is like constantly trying to get there. Like it starts in the very beginning where she's like obsessed with uh, the, the nineties, basically like you see her office is filled with this like nineties paraphernalia, which is basically, which by the way is weird. It's a Lethal Weapon 2 poster. Not Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2, specifically. And I was, she, They're just like, hey, Stallone, you got any shit lying around from Planet Hollywood? <laughs> He's like, I'll call the truck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Her, like, her whole office is like a Planet Hollywood. But, yeah, I mean, but that she's like supposed to be this person who's like obsessed with the 90s because it was essentially because it was like toxic masculinity like super butch crazy shit going on and everyone else is like oh it's so frightening it'll give you a headache why would you do that because it yeah. seems awesome in hindsight and only in hindsight because right. once it actually shows up yes. it's terrible that's why burning man only lasts for like a week right like you can go do that to your body in the desert and swap fluids and fucking fist fight and do drugs for like a week they're like oh god i gotta go back home this is horrible Right, like that's what this this. I feel like this movie's presenting us like a problem, right? Which is, I get Lenina Huxley, right, and her like she dabbles like let's go fuck this guy, right? right yeah. Let's go blow this guy, right? Her little cute one liners were like she's getting it wrong, right? That's adorable. Her getting a little more juice, like maybe I will take down a bad guy, maybe I can shoot a guy. That part is interesting, but then there's even a scene where we. We see that, right? She's kind of our only in-between character, right? Because right. even Benjamin Bratt goes, like, full uh, where the wild things are by the end. Right, yeah. So she starts to buy into this Stallone bullshit, right? The right. Car, oh, she's like, oh, this is a little invigorating. All right, it's different. It's new. When she actually has to kill that guy, it's one of those rare moments that in a movie like this, for her to actually stop and be like, oh, fuck, like, I killed a guy. That guy's dead. Yeah. That's the that's the weird problem of this movie is that it is presenting us a problem and saying the way to fix it is Stallone demolishing everything. Yes. And it feels off, problem. right? Like, like Huxley having to sit there and grapple with the fact that this guy was going to kill her or Stallone until she pulled the trigger, right? She probably commits the only justifiable murder in the entire movie. And that's really hard on her. I thought that was a great moment in the movie. It, yeah, I mean, it's perfect. It's one of those really nice moments in a movie like this where you're like, oh, a little bit of moral ambiguity, huh? This is kind of, oh, never mind. We're just going to go, okay, cool. Like, you get like 15 seconds of like something, something other than like, I can't believe he's still blowing people up, things to comp contemplate. And then you go right back to this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I like about this movie is it has these fun moments of I don't have to concentrate on the fact that someone has to die within the next like 10 pages of the script or 20 <laughs> minutes of this movie. Like something doesn't have to blow up every 10 seconds. Like they do agree. Well, no, I I'll, I'll ask you this, right? I felt, and I don't know if you agree. This is one of the rare beefcake action movies, right? Featuring this like pantheon of the tough guys, right? That we grew up on. Right. This is probably one of the only ones of those that I'm actually wanting the action to end to get back to the story yes i love spending time in this world and the action to me is yeah that's all I right i gotta tell you the plot itself of like what they're why they bring simon phoenix back is actually kind of intriguing there's a lot of like yeah. interesting social commentary there that could have really been yeah. very well explored rather than just like focusing on the next thing that demolition man needed to blow up so i agree with you yeah. like this is definitely a rare beefcake movie where I'm like, can we just hold it on the blowing up of stuff 
and get to the bottom <laughs> of really what's happening yeah. in this weird society. Like this is, yeah. by the way, this future is 12 years from now. And I got to tell you, I feel like we're not that far off. We kind of earned. No, it. it's not twelve years from now. This was nineteen ninety six, right? No, no. The future of Santa. The future of this. The future of this story oh, is twenty thirty two. So we still got time. We got plenty of time. We can get to the kimonos. maybe everything goes south before January, and we're just like, give me Taco Bell. Just, <laughs> Taco Bell so. just like shoving it <laughs> in our mouths. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, maybe, dude. Who knows? Why not, man? Um, we've gone this far into the pod, and we have not talked about. The absolute star-making turn. I mean, he was already a star, but Wesley Snipes is Simon Phoenix. What a role. So good, dude. I mean, for a character that literally their only reason he's named Simon is so he can say Simon Says, man, I, I love self-aware branding of names. I got to tell you, that might be <laughs> one of the – it's the only time I've ever thought, like, that actually is working for me right now. Truly. Oh, big time. Like, he's big so time. good. Yeah. No, it's it's hard to pin down. I think it's hard to make a character like Simon Phoenix work to me. Right. Because he is the bad guy who absolutely desperately wants to be a bad guy. All the time. And doesn't think he's righteous. Doesn't. It's not even like in uh, Dark Knight, right? They go to great lengths, Christopher Nolan does, to try to say, hey, the Joker's just trying to say then maybe you're all sheep, man, right? Like, they try really hard to right. say that he's not just a chaos I, agent. I actually, but really, he is just the man who wants yeah. to watch it burn down. Simon Phoenix has no motive, right. no nothing. He doesn't seem to be overly obsessed with pussy or money. He just right. wants people to somewhat n be afraid of his I self, actually his think that Simon Phoenix is a better Joker than Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight because he... <laughs> actually is doing the thing that that Heath Ledger's Joker is constantly talking about doing. He's only there to cause problems. He's not trying to get yeah, like you're right. He's not trying to get rich. He's not trying to get laid constantly. He's not just like trying to do drugs. Hot take alert. Oh yeah, that's a hot take. That's right. Simon <laughs> Phoenix is the true Joker. Fortune hut. That is the fire sauce from Future Taco Bell right there that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm but that's what I mean, though, right? I think it's one of the strengths of the movie is that the world building is so strong that you can put a character in where it somewhat by proxy forces narrative into his framework. Yeah. That he's just doing this mission and destroying things. Because that's the thing. Not only is he a character with no true motivations or interesting conflict in himself, uh, when he's reawoken, he's literally just getting finger puppeted. Yeah. So he real that's the thing that I can't I was like, how the fuck is this working? But he's so fucking charismatic and he's so entertaining and his one liners and his deliveries are just great. And I'll say this. The one thing he does really well in this show or this movie is he really does get through that childlike glee. Like imagine. I mean, I don't know what the comparable thing for me would be. Right. It's like I come home. My wife has just bought like. 50 donuts because she has a nurse luncheon tomorrow but she forgot to hide them from me and i'm just like whoa daddy's getting greasy right that is the kind of joy he brings to this screen i, I don't know i'm i'm honestly i don't to this day know how it works but wesley snipes is so fucking good in this movie yeah he's um he he's just the agent of chaosness even as a finger puppet the agent of chaosness thing works so well because again, he doesn't know why he feels that way. Like when he leaves the, uh, after they blow up the, um, after they blow up the, uh, the LA museum or whatever, and he walks out and it's like the president or whatever he really is. And I've never under, I don't know the government delineation for that guy. I just know he's one yeah. of the many, I just know he's friends with, uh, it says, call me Vanguard. Right. <laughs> I just know it's like him and Otho are like, they're, yeah. they're, they're pals. And they wear kimonos, but like he won't kill him. I'm like, cool, whatever. There's some sort of corporate intrigue there, some shit. But like, I like that he's conflicted about that. My favorite scene with him, though, is that ending battle between him and Spartan in the like cold room or whatever, because he like has that laser thing, it breaks, and he throws a temper tantrum. He's like, God damn it. This is just not my fucking day. Like, why is this not working for me? It's. One of those really great moments and those great like actor choices that you're like, God damn, dude, like 
what a perfectly cast actor. Like yeah. it's it's just one of those it's one of those moments where like yes, you could probably get away with like no John Spartan in this movie, but you have to have Wesley Snipes as Simon Phoenix. Did you know? Oh yeah. I read this. Did you know that after and uh, Wesley Snipes hated having dyed blonde hair apparently and shaved it immediately after production was over, but apparently Dennis Rodman saw that guy's hair and started dyeing his hair during bas- for basketball <laughs> games. That's the legacy of this fucking movie. That's the Dennis legacy Rodman of this movie. Dennis Rodman so missed the point of Demolition Man that he's like, I will become the impish trickster defensively of the NBA. <laughs> Actually makes perfect sense, and what a legacy. What a legacy. For this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That makes That's me so awesome. happy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so weird because I guess Simon Phoenix somewhat becomes unlocked as a character when he has uh, the body murder the doctor, governor, emperor, vanguard, and then throw his body in the fire, which was just fucking awesome. Right. Um, but it, it is. It's just like he goes to that. I got to release more bad guys. And he just does Jeffrey Dahmer. I love that guy. And you're like, why is this so good? Like, it's one of those. There are some things that I just can't quantify. Right. And it's like, imagine star wars right if darth vader's just like wait what are we doing today all right let's i guess we can fucking shoot out around all right right like without that driven purpose is he that interesting to us at all right he's right. like yeah, i mean i did jedi for a while it was kind of boring i guess i'm like a downtown warlord like i kidnapped a <laughs> a fucking uh falcon like a falcon i kidnapped that it's got some people like that's not great villain writing to me right right and it, it's so rare that just the purely humanized evil right works and i think it's just this this perfect world they gave him is that as we watch the movie and we are being indoctrinated to believe that a stallone style horrible man is what we need to save this also that inherently means we're kind of saying that wesley snipes is good for this society because what is the real line between Spartan and Snipes in this? Like a couple civilian murders and a guards? Like maybe 20 murders? But who knows how many fucking people Stallone kills in this movie on accident? <laughs> right. So like the, the movie's telling us what, Simon Phoenix is also a good man for this society. Are they saying that Simon Phoenix maybe is... Maybe Simon Phoenix is supposed to be the bridge between these two worlds, between Edgar Friendly and the Utopians yes. themselves. Simon Phoenix is the vaccine, right? Simon Phoenix he is He goes the- into the body, and then Spartan comes out as the whitest cell ever, and <laughs> just starts fucking attacking and murdering. Yep, that's exactly what like, this is. And they're like, we're saved! Simon right? Phoenix is actually the real hero of Demolition, man. You heard it here on this pod first. Simon Phoenix is I mean, the I reason. Think so I think I mean that's what I mean. Like, if you believe in this movie that still everything Stallone's doing is good and just, you have to admit that Simon Phoenix also is good for this world. I another don't know. actually another bit of I trivia. I don't know believe. if you know this, but Shepard Ferry, when he made the Hope Barack Obama poster, originally put Simon Phoenix on there. He knew. And it's just, you know, wait now what? it's not that thing. I'm making that up. That's a lie. I, <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" I was like, "I want that poster so bad." No, if but I, I want Photoshop, that poster. I, I want because it's hope. like the same. I've always wanted a cobblepot for mayor poster too. Fuck yes. Like there's some things I just want. If someone out there who knows Photoshop could make Simon Phoenix and the Barack Obama Hope poster, please God help me. Please do that. Oh my god! Please. I mean, I, I'm going to scour the internet for that. I have to see that. That's wild. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I another okay. So, what are some other things? I thought let's talk about the police force for a moment. Sure. I one of the best scenes in the movie was me watching the police watch the screens. It was again. This is another weird thing. Is it? This is kind of a screenwriting no no, right? Here are your cops. There's a bad guy on the loose. He's killing jailers. Right. He's robbing money. He's blowing things up. Almost all of our police representation, right, <laughs> are completely inactive. They're just watching screens right. and sirens and in absolute fear well, and tumult, right? They act like just That's a really service. weird choice. Yeah, and it's it's weird because I think we all 
like to imagine a world where we don't need uh, police officers acting exactly like they seem to do sometime in our time. Right. Um, but also there's there's some fucking rough stuff, man, and someone's got to deal with that. There is this weird, and it's probably one of the best sci-fi moments, right? The real, like, kind, of, the, probably the realest moment of what is wrong with this utopia is watching one man come in like that and just watching 50 cops. <gasps> like, they don't even know the code for 187. They don't even yeah, know the that's code the best. I love that. Like, they have to look up the code 187. Yeah. Which, yeah, when it's time to administrate against John Spartan, the old-timer commissioner jumps right in. He's ready. Yeah. It's wild, well, it is, man. Yeah. That is like an actually pretty awesome scary moment in this movie. Oh yeah, like the eyeball thing is like when they start um cuz another thing too is like there's this world of constant surveillance cuz like there's the little voice recorder of the machines that hear you and like find you if you say the word shit or poop or something like that and then mm-hmm. they have just like surveillance everywhere. So like the thing that like at the very top of the movie they really fucking put it on the board when um smithers the guy who freezes uh john spartan and simon phoenix gets his fucking eyeball popped out and all they do all these people are doing and this is crazy it's all happening in the same building too but they literally just watch this guy die on camera because again they're not necessarily key they're not even keystone cops inept they just aren't equipped in Ikea this world. cops they're I, yeah they're showroom cops i mean even ikea knows when to kick people out sometimes like that's the crazy thing like they're just like people in uniforms it's pretty fascinating because that yeah that alone does such a good job because you're right because it is sort of this weird thing of like watching screens and shit like that but it's done so effectively to point out that these guys are completely ill-equipped and don't understand yeah. what they're up against. Not necessarily in terms of violence, stuff like that. And that's the justification for thawing John Spartan. But more, they have absolutely no idea how to be police in the more yeah. uh, traditional sense. Well, not only that, right? The other scary thing you just mentioned is that when there's so much surveillance and stuff like that, that guy gets his eye ripped out and all the doors open for just an eyeball, right? right? We are literally just these little bits of data and the whole human that should encase that eyeball doesn't matter. That that's, I think that's one of the things I love is that there's a lot of those very subtly scary things, right? Those little extra flavors that get us by the, you know, oh, I got to do pull-ups and kick heads off. And that shit is cool. Don't get me wrong. Right. That's the cake, right? That's what you show up for. Right. But this movie has really good sci-fi world building and is surprisingly funny. Stallone is very funny in this movie. He is. He's got some chops. Uh, really showed another another layer of chops. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about it. The scene that everyone is probably talks about when they watch this movie, the helmets. Oh, yes. I can hear. I can actually hear the people who listen to the show screaming, asking to talk about the helmets and the three seashells. The three seashells has been covered. We all know they're in the bathroom, all right? The it's helmets. a bidet. It's just one of them sprays the poop off. What do the other two do? Thank you. What do the other two do? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Okay. So I my, think it's like a yeah. three strikes and you're out thing. We also, we're we're all primitives. We're all primitives. Yeah. We don't know. One sprays the poop. One probably puts powder. One is probably heat. It's probably not as intricate as it sounds, right? Maybe one's a noisemaker. <laughs> Anywho, the helmets. Helmets. This is another one of those fucking stupid things in <laughs> this movie. When I have had sex, right, in my life. Yes. And I have always been thankful for anyone who's been willing to wrestle. I'm thankful that my wife still lets me wrestle. Agreed. I would give it all up for one bout of the Marilyn Manson video, ethereal hair-blowing Sandra Bullock-style sex that movie showed. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. You really think that Stallone doing the hunka chunka, right, and looking at his own abs for five minutes is comparable to the inner? Uh, this is this is literally a Hellraiser fan's dream, right? We no longer need all the whips and chains. You can just get in there yeah. and particleize our fucking nipples and pleasures at a subatomic level. When I watched that scene, all I could think was, dear God, I would turn my dick in today for one of those helmets. <laughs> I don't know how you thought, but I was wildly mad that the movie insinuated that that was going to be gone 
<laughs> so that they can swap fluids later. Yeah. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that that is half as good as that version of Sandra Bullock. She was fully unleashed. The hair flowing, flying through the digital ghost uh, realm. I, I got to oh tell God. you, watching this scene now in the time of COVID, it seems like the only reality left that's safe. And yeah. if you can't get your rocks off in the digital realm and with, yes, the windswept oh, Sandra Bullock and just like letting it rip in the digital space, yeah. like letting that happen without any fluid exchange whatsoever. Listen. That's what jerking off's for, guys. Just go do that if that's really what you got to do. But no, 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 no. come you on, you don't man. need. Hey, the fluids will be released yeah. in your kimono. It's that fine. Thing probably that's what the kimono's there for. Pet. Break it in half afterwards. I mean, that's fine. It's insane. It's it's fucking crazy. insane to me that this movie expects me to believe uh, yeah. that I would rather wrestle with post Taco Bell Stallone. Absolutely not. Especially after Taco Bell, yeah. guys. Come on, Griffey. Imagine a world Even where you can go. small Taco Bell is enough. <laughs> imagine a world where you can go and crush $20 worth of Taco Bell, come home, put on a helmet. I call that my world, yeah. That is, that's utopia, my friends. There's no oh further utopia. Could you imagine, needed. could you imagine just like all the times you had to like try to plant the hint like, hey, maybe later, maybe tonight, I don't know. Yep. Or you can just be like. Boom! And in like two minutes, you all the way connect on a cellular, molecular level. Molecular, Sandra Bullock's just in there. Your brain waves are intertwined. Like oh it's the God. it's the heady shit that it's the heady shit that works for some people. Yeah. Like it's all there. Why? No, this is the thing. The movie is ignoring basic science, right? All of that shit, right? What do you think all the little things in your dingus are doing, man? They're feeding back up the yeah. brainstem to the, here, the head, right? Yeah, all your dingus is doing is just trans. It's it's a transponder for information. You can just take the little demolition man out. Yeah, the little manscaped code film demolition man out of the equation. This is the thing. What if instead of right? Like, I don't know. Let's say you have a kink of uh, I don't know, some nipple stuff, right? Yeah, maybe that's your thing. That's pretty cool. Nipples only have like a couple things you can do with them. Put it in. Fine. Not if you're in the fucking one billion microscopic cells that make up a nipple. Then you have one billion nipples to be chowed upon. Oh, my God. I don't know. The helmets to me, this is this is one of those things. That's another thing in this movie that Stallone ruins. Yes. My theory is, though, is that they're going to drive back in that really big car. They'll be full of adrenaline. Right. He probably won't smell great. <laughs> he hasn't learned how to use the seashells, so extra not, bad. Probably a lot of poop caked up there, for sure. Yeah. I think I think she's He's gonna been... get the old uh MacGruber effect. Right. <laughs> it's like she's like, I'm I, I'm going point, back to my John helmet. Spartan's <laughs> been thawed for about a week. He's been wiping with literal shit tickets. Now yeah. he's no, going to like this is a perfect time to use the helmets. I Truly and honestly, this was the this is a scene in a movie that could give anyone hope that this is where we land as a as a species that we've learned how to do. Well, this things. is the funny. Maybe this is the uh, the truest apocalypse, right? Is that John Spartan is viewed as a savior, then Sandra Bullock wrestles with him for I don't know five to ten minutes, and it's like this man is a lie. He's a fraud, <laughs> and they're like, we can't follow this this stinky humper. No, I'll tell you, this might be incriminating. I might not have said. It. I one time had the weirdest sex fantasy about Sandra Bullock. Oh. And it was Sandra Bullock's character in The Blind Side. But she had fallen on real hard times. Her family disintegrated. <laughs> and she was just down and out working for it. And that's when I rolled in essentially as an over the stop top style trucker. What and we happening? met at like a truck stop. And I picked up Sandra Bullock from the blind side, but down on her luck with no family <laughs> into my fucking my uh, my hawk family and son truck. That I is a true sexual fantasy I had about Sandra. <laughs> if I had a helmet, <laughs> that is the exact fantasy. Engage. That is the exact fantasy that I would be living <laughs> with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I know that's not the point of the blind side. Something was wrong in my mind. I don't know how the information got stored. Boy, but guys. That is a true thing that happened to me.
I mean, it's rare that I'm speechless on these shows. I at least normally have something to come back with, but that is... <laughs> wow. All right. Well, gather yourself. Stop Stop uh, putting my fantasies into your helmet. Your hunk of chunk of... You're going to go up and... On- Andrea, I've got an idea for the hunk of chunk of... I've got a trucker. two... That's right, me. I have... Um... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these towards you. Um, I have uh, taglines for Demolition Man. The '90s movies have okay. a lot of great taglines, and I, I I like to I like to give them to you. I want to see I want to see where they land for you. Okay, so start with the first yeah. one. I'm gonna start using a, a a a voice for the guy. You know the uh, like the hello oh, wow. in a world. All right. Oh man. Ooh. The future isn't big enough for both of them. True. I mean, technically, no, not great. I mean, it's, it's not bad for this movie. That's not a horrible tagline. The 21st century's most dangerous cop. The 21st century's most ruthless criminal. Nah, that's... I mean, that is a documentary description of what happens. <laughs> yes, that is part of the 100%. movie. 100%. Yeah, the most... Imagine just being like all these cops that get caught on camera killing unarmed people, and they're like... Let's make him the hero of a utopian future. Imagine, movie. imagine what? being a marketing guy, and that's what you came up with that week. Yikes! Yeah. It says a lot, though, that they think that's a selling point. That's what this whole movie's about. Wow. Okay, this is a really long one. In the year 2032, Simon Phoenix escapes <laughs> from prison on the verge of bringing crime to San Angeles. One man is called back to duty as a last resort. They call him the Demolition Man. That must have been for the fucking billboard. Good Too long. Lord. Out. <laughs> Why well, they should have just called it uh, Stallone shits on the future sand seashells. That's the whole. <laughs> Stallone ruins the perfect universe. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That that one's bad. I'm not going to read that one. What if it was? What if John Spartan is essentially the Terminator, but of the bright and optimistic future, right? Whereas. Arnold is sent back to destroy or Arnold is sent back to protect John Connor and T2 so we can keep him alive to save the future. What if Stallone is sent forward in the future to just fucking wreck and destroy the perfect world? We live in? <laughs> it's a weird inversion now that I think of it. Yeah, I uh, what if. All right. So in a world where Terminator and what if Terminator and Demolition Man exist in the same universe? So let's say John Connor. <laughs> really think about this because this could work. Is this utopia right. actually Skynet's idea all along? And perhaps this is the bubble that they let no. these humans like farm themselves in before they take them uh, out. For so slaughter. you think we're all in our own sewers? What I'm saying no, is, are we getting like are we getting like Logan's <laughs> run here by Skynet? What if, what if the Terminator movies were Skynet just running projections? What happens if this? And they're like, wait a sec, humans love to kill themselves. <laughs> so, this is Skynet foisting John Spartan on the future, right? So in the sewer behind Dennis Leary's fucking uh, body butter, Skynet is like. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Skynet's just laughing like, fools, now I win. That's the thing. Arnold is an ineffective Terminator, right? That's Let John one. Spartan come out and titillate our, our fucking lizard brains, and we'll burn it down uh, for you. That's perfect. That's the one. I like that one. <laughs> I like that they're in the same universe, right? Terminator is the calculation, and they're like, this is too hard and complicated, especially by the time you get to, like, I don't know, him doing drapes. Beep, boop, beep, boop. No, send John Spartan forward. <laughs> yeah, I think. All right, let's wrap this up, Alex. Yeah. Final um, love note to Demolition Man. One of the most fun movies you can ever spend time with. Demolition Man is a perfect 90s action movie. It requires very yes. little. It requires very little for you to enjoy it. I think that's the best part about the movie is that. There is something in this piece for everybody, and there's no reason that you can't sit down. I watched this movie with my wife, with my brother, with my parents. Like I watched this movie with everybody because, quite frankly, there is something in it for everyone, and you can just sort of enjoy the fact that, like, man, how great would the future be if all we had to do is have sex and helmets and go to Taco Bell? 
I mean, yeah. come on. Bring it on. Yeah, it's weird because I think it is. It's a classic action movie, right? It has all the bells and whistles. But it's set in this insanely fun utopia that you are constantly trying to argue is bad. While deep down in your brain, you know it's right. You know yes. you want Taco yes. Bell. You know you want kimonos. You know you don't want guys like Stallone around. You know you want Sandra Bullock as the lady in the blind side down and out, and you're a trucker in a helmet. You know what's right, and it's not Stallone, right? You kind of wish they all got – that all these 90s butch guys got caught in that ice explosion factory, and we just had this great future. So that's what I mean. It's, it's all the fun of an awesome action movie, but in the most fun playground you could set it in, right? And that's the movie has so many touches that just build out this world and add extra fun to it. Yeah. Um, it just becomes impossible to not enjoy in my estimation, man. What an awesome beefcake movie. That's it. Simon says that's it for the Demolition Man. Uh, as always, guys, please leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. Uh, find us on your socials. Let us know what you want to select for our listener uh, selection month in December. We stuff your stockings. The list is getting heavy, uh, so get in now. Guys, please go to Manscaped. Order yourself some trimmers uh, so you can have a brighter future yourself. Use code FILM for 20% uh, 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Uh, that's it. We'll be back next week with Commando. Yes. Um, probably one of the greatest array of one-liners ever. Uh, cause this month the pod brings the beef for the film Alchemist. I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino. 